Hello and welcome to the Mr. Nathan Powell podcast. Today's segment is called Talking to Our Black Family. And the topic we're talking about today is sensitivity and support for our black women. This segment is specifically for sharing black perspectives, talking about the black family and other issues in the black community. We communicate to each other and not for each other. And today we have a special guest, Maya. Uh, She was kind enough to openly give her opinion as a black woman in her mid-30s. I am a black male in my late 30s, and uh, I'm sure that there are many different black women and black men of different ages that have their own perspective, but today this is the perspective we'll be speaking from. But I do encourage everyone to leave a comment on our social media pages. It is Mr. Nathan Powell at all major platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So now without any further delay, let's get right into it. Hi, Maya. Thanks for coming today. Hi, thanks for having me. Not a problem. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right into it and see what we can do. But this is all about finding out, do black women feel supported by, by black men? That This topic has come up. And I think in the this age where Kevin Samuels and all these things are trending, I think it's only fair that we discuss. So I thought that we could discuss about how we can be more supportive of our black women, but not just mm-hmm. talk about it from one perspective, just a more broad perspective, maybe from a friendship point of view, from a relationship point of view, maybe your support in your partner during a pregnancy. We're going to go over different stages that I feel as a black man at my age, uh, the type of support that women have requested from me over the years. So firstly, uh, do you feel that black men are sensitive enough or supportive enough of black women? Okay, I guess we're getting right into it. Um, I think that black women could use some more support from black men. Okay, and what what do you categorize as support? Is it financially, morally? What type of support do you think is most important to you? I think emotional support. I think that um, black men have been taught not to be in touch with their feelings, and I find that that makes it hard for them to communicate with black women i think for for black men it's not really a thing to be oversensitive it Mm -hmm. is seen as a feminine trait and to the more masculine men it's seen as a weakness so being over emotional i think a lot of women are turned off by a man who's a little bit more emotional than they are right do you agree um i do to an extent i think if they're in tune with their emotions and they're able to express themselves in a healthy way i think that it's like a turn on but i do i do hear where you're coming from and i think that if they're extremely emotional and not dealing with their emotions in a healthy way or just piling it all on the woman then yes it can be um too much for black women but for me, handle. me personally, I don't think I've ever had a good situation where I decide to express my emotions. This usually comes off as like, OK, yeah, you know, you're the man. What, what's your problem? What, what are you whining about? Which I agree, because half the time is really you're talking about things that that you should be fixing. Right. It's not really something to complain about. You get, you get down to the business. But uh, in general, do you think that men are capable of putting themselves in a woman's shoes? Do you feel that? that we have a good good enough understanding of each other as black men and black women. I don't I don't think that men are able to put themselves into women's shoes just because they don't have to deal with a lot of the issues that we have to deal with um physically, mentally. 
So I don't think it's possible for them to put themselves in our shoes. I think that a lot of them do not even try to put themselves into our shoes and try to have that understanding. So when men can honestly try to learn and put themselves into our shoes or put them try to see things from our perspective, then that's when, you know, um, it, it's healthy for the relationship. I think. Okay, so what, what kind of things do you think men could do to learn more about women's perspectives? Like, I think women, like, read magazines and they kind of mm -hmm. understand each other. But where do men go to learn about women other than directly from women themselves? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think that, I guess, there has to be a safe space for men to, like, talk to other men about situations and get their perspective from other men. Okay. Um, and also... They have to come directly to the women to talk to these women and find out what's going on and be like a supportive listening ear for them to express, you know, how they're feeling and feel safe and protected. Well, speaking of uh, perspective, I feel like a lot of the complaints, a lot of the criticism that black men get it seems like it's always from almost a relationship point of view, a romantic point of view. Do you think that women focus too much on on that perspective because you have brothers you have uncles you have friends that all men but when the complaint comes in it's like all men are thrown under the bus is it only in relationships that that men matter or do you think that men should be appreciated more for the other roles that they play um i definitely think men should be appreciated for the other roles that they play as a you know loving brother loving father loving uncle you know where um, maybe you will get to see that emotional side of the man faster than you would in a relationship. I do think that um, relationships between Black men and Black women are where a lot of the issues and, I guess, confusion arises. Um, but yeah, I think that they should be more, you know, celebrated for the other roles that they play. Okay. Speaking of the dynamics between black men and black women interracial dating is something that i think everybody discusses because of the amount of available single men in, in specific communities it can be challenging for a lot of single black women to find a black man right mm -hmm. so when you see a black man dating outside the community how does that make you feel as a black woman i think that it makes me feel slightly uncomfortable not so much that you know he's dating outside his race it's just that did he give his black women his black sisters a chance is he giving that same understanding and caring to black women first before he decided to date outside his race that doesn't only mean you know um with his relationships, it can be respecting his sister, respecting his friends, trying to um, be better for his black women in his life. So do you feel undervalued when when people, I guess, sometimes I, I, I do see there's a comparison between black girls and other women. And there's almost like a narrative of an angry black woman. Like, what? How do you feel about that? Is that is that fact? Do you feel like black women are very angry, or is that a mischaracterization? Like, how do you feel about how people paint black women? Because obviously, if you're painted as an angry black woman, that is not the most appealing thing for people looking to date women, right? So yeah, it's it's a narrative that doesn't help 
to bring men into your midst you know it does i, I don't yeah. feel like that's a positive trait that men are like oh yeah she's she's angry i want to i want to be with her so how do you feel about that narrative being pinned to black women what's your opinion on that i don't think it's fair i think that has anybody stopped to think why we may be angry you know what are the reasons that we are reacting these this way i think that we have a burden of like supporting our families our black families and i feel like we aren't celebrated for all that we do within our community with within our relationships within our families and i feel like that in turn can make some of us very i guess the word would be resentful um but i don't think it makes us angry for no reason i don't think that our anger or our intense emotions at times are unjustified when you feel anger or when women feel angry towards men and they feel it's justified the criticism that comes after is the criticism based on anger or do you feel like the criticism criticism is going to help men get better is it just or is it just this feminist anger thing going on do black women take accountability for their shortcomings is there ever a conversation because if you ask in my opinion if you ask any woman today if they're a good woman probably 99 percent of them would say yeah of course i'm a good woman but we know that can't possibly be true that everybody's a good woman so what's the evaluation that black women are putting themselves to because when you when you're criticizing someone but you're not addressing your own shortcomings i don't feel like that's a a, a good conversation because you're just one-sided yeah i agree with that um Partially, I think that um, it's hard to understand black women and some men, black men especially, don't even bother to try to understand where we're coming from. I think that um, we're labeled as angry and then we're kind of just tossed aside. You know, we're not trying to find out what is going on there, really. And I also think that women are more likely to make improvements to their situation than black men are. We are emotional. Black men are emotional too, but we're more willing to really look at ourselves and work on our faults or our, um, you know, our unhealthy habits more than black men. I think black men are taught to suppress their emotions and that can lead to unhealthy ways of dealing with problems that arise in their lives i think also one thing that needs to be addressed is past trauma i've dated a lot of black women 99.9 percent of the women i date are black women and anyone who dates black women knows that there's a lot of trauma and this trauma doesn't necessarily start at the late age many women have been abused as children Many women have been abused as adults in, in bad relationships. They've been through a lot of different experiences. And because of those experiences, it defines what they want to do, whether it's an intimate decision or a regular relationship decision. The past defines a lot of what they do in the present. The women who have trauma and they're finally in a relationship with a good black guy, how do we be supportive of women as they, I guess, transition into a different mentality from the pain and trauma into, okay, let's build something positive. I think it starts from trying to understand and then just being, just like holding that space for that person to process their emotions, to process their trauma. 
But also, I think that Black men also have to know, are you really going to be there for her? Is this somebody that you care about? Because if it's not and you are supportive and then you just realize like, oh, I don't want to be with her because her baggage is too much. I think that's very hurtful to women. You know, you made me feel like I could trust you. I could open up to you. And then when I open up to you, it's like, wow, okay, she has all these kids or she's, you know, she was abused before. So like, I don't know how to handle that. Yeah, it can be tough. Nobody knows how to handle it. I don't think even the person that it's happening to knows how to handle it. But I think that you have to be honest in your presence in their life. Yeah, Some people believe that your past decision making is an indicator of your future decision making. So my question is for the women with the baggage and uh, they're unmarried and have many children. Is that something that men fairly can take into consideration and say, okay, well, Maybe those are red flags that she's not really a person who makes wise decisions. Or do you feel that's a more of a judgmental perspective? Um, I think it usually comes out in judgmental, but I think you have to also be realistic with yourself. If you're getting with someone who has multiple kids with one um, father or multiple fathers, um, you have to ask yourself, are you ready for that? Are you ready to be a stepfather? Are you ready to deal with the maybe uncomfortable situations that comes with your interaction with these children's fathers, you know, uh, these children and their mother. Like you have to not look at it just as like, hey, this girl's fine. You know, I want to have a physical relationship with her. Um, But if she's opening up to her and you're saying that, like, you can tell me anything, you can open up to me, I'm here for you. And then you later turn around and judge those, you know, those conversations, the information that was revealed in those conversations, then I think that you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the person. We're talking about trust here. We're talking about basically as in when someone shares something with you yeah, or a woman shares something with you, you don't go back and throw it in her face. You respect the fact that she opened up to you. Do you think that trust may be a reason why more people don't open up? Because in this day and age where you tell someone about you, they can throw it in your face, they can put you on blast on social media. Do we have problems trusting each other nowadays? Because it can actually damage your reputation and give someone leverage and problems that you don't even need, right? So yeah. is it even worth it to trust people nowadays and tell them anything? I think you have to be careful about who you really open up to because these things can be thrown back in your face or be used against you for negative reactions so i think you do have to be careful about who you um open up to and what information you are telling people but obviously if you're getting into a relationship with this person you have to be vulnerable at some point you have to open up you have to be honest with yourself and them so when we're opening up and having discussion should we also open up about maybe triggers like what triggers you or you know certain things from your past that you just don't want to bring up because i feel like some things that people argue over it's not that they're angry at you but they're angry because it reminds them of a more negative time so are triggers something that we even discuss or should we be discussing more what what do you feel about that i feel like um a lot of people are unaware of their triggers so i think the first thing is for people to become aware of their triggers and find out why that triggers them obviously if it's something like 
rape or assault, domestic violence, those are obvious triggers because, you know, you could have seen the tangible uh, results of that trauma. But when it's something like abandonment or it's something like verbal abuse or, you know, just not having a supportive parent, those things can filter into your adult life and affect your relationships. So I think you have to you have to also be aware of your own triggers before you even expect somebody else to understand your triggers or stay away from your triggers or tread lightly with your triggers. So, yeah, I I do think that, you know, you have to address it at some point. One of the big things that people have been talking about lately is toxic masculinity. Well, my question to you is, do you believe there's such a thing as toxic masculinity? And can feminism also be just as toxic or is or they're not equivalent? I think there is such a thing as toxic masculinity. I think right now there's more of an openness to be um, in tune with your emotions and to, you know, be just be understanding to the people around you. I think in the past, you know, maybe our parents' generation, toxic masculinity was the norm and men didn't talk about their emotions. Even my mom was telling me a story about my dad and how he was depressed when they were together. And I asked her questions about his depression and she's like, I don't know. Like, you never asked him? No, he he just wouldn't talk about it. So and it was just accepted that he doesn't want to talk about it. I just leave him alone. And I'm sure that impacted their relationship. So I do think toxic masculinity is a thing. And I don't think it's healthy for the men or the women. And yeah, feminism. I think that when most people think of feminism, they're thinking of the radical. We hate men. We don't need men. We're better than men. Um, I do think that feminism, real feminism, is something that we need because we need to, you know, uplift women. Women matter. And I don't think that men should be the only celebrated creatures on this earth. In my opinion, I feel like women are very celebrated because I feel like they're the prize. And all the marketing, all the media is like, you got to get women. You could be a guy, but you're, you're still more coveted if you're a guy with a beautiful woman. So. You know, I feel like in some cases women are, but of course we still have a long way to go, right? Yeah, but you, we are also thinking of women as objects in that situation, right? Okay. Women are prizes, as you say. Like, why? Why are we considered prizes? Usually that's not for our um, intelligence or our ambition. You know, it's usually for our bodies or what we can do with our bodies. I think men are considered a prize, but you're only considered a prize as a man if you're like super educated and have lots of money. Then, then of course, you're the prize. But if you're just a regular guy, you're, you're no prize. So. But as a woman, you don't have to be a millionaire to be the prize. You just have to be either beautiful. Of course, being successful is great, but you could be broke and be beautiful and be like, man, how did you get a girl like that? You know, it doesn't matter where she she would work at Walmart. It doesn't matter. A guy will will still be like, excited that he got a girl that beautiful even if he has all this money in the world so you know i think i think our perspective i guess what guys want and what guys get excited about what women get excited about is definitely uh two different things right yeah it is two different things okay so speaking of the next level when it comes to um 
I guess one of the one of the hot button topics because I feel like this is a source of anger. I think uh, when it comes to men cheating and infidelity, I feel like oh, that boy. topic right there. I feel like that could be I don't know if the right word is catalyst, but it could be the Pandora's box. Once that happens, I feel like that's like kryptonite to a relationship. I feel like it opens a lot of problems and it creates a lot of anger and it's just a big mess. So my question is, we're talking about support and cheating is a reality. So when a man has done wrong and stepped outside of his relationship or marriage, what kind of support can he provide during that time when he's trying to wait for his partner to heal or to make things right uh, for his mistake? What should a man do during that time? Just be quiet and agree with anything (laughs) she says. No, but seriously, um, I don't think that most relationships come back from cheating. I think it's just brushed under the rug. So should you stay with someone that has cheated on you? Probably not. But, you know, um, a lot of women do. A lot of men do stay in relationships after there's been infidelity. I, I think that what a man needs to do is to build back the trust, because I don't think that um, the trust is going to be there like it was before. And that creeps into all areas. If before you said like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. I'll be back at this time. Like, or hey, we're going to go play soccer, whatever. Pre-COVID times, obviously. Um, I think that you didn't question it before. But after infidelity, you'd be like, is he really going to play soccer? Why is he coming home so late? He smells different. You know, there it, it puts all these doubts in the woman's mind and i feel like you have to prove to her that you're a trustworthy person which is kind of like bending over backwards to make the relationship work and is there a thin line between proving that you're a good guy versus just feeding into a woman's insecurity maybe the last person they were with was a cheater doesn't mean you're a cheater but they're still looking for those signs and everything makes them paranoid because we did talk about trauma and women coming into new relationships. Yeah. Right? So is it that these women should work out their trauma before getting into a new relationship? Because how do you know that you are feeling that way because of reality or feeling that way based on your past experiences? I get it. I think that everybody should, after they've been through a very hard or traumatic experience, to deal with their feelings from that traumatic experience i think that that's the only way that you will grow if you keep on getting into relationships when you have this unresolved trauma it's gonna be triggering to you you know you're gonna make the same mistakes you're gonna pick the wrong people to be your partner so you do have to um you know try to find out what part you played in the trauma obviously if it's rape you know things like that that's a different story. But if it's just maybe being in an unhealthy, toxic relationship or if it's like things that your parents did that negatively impacted you, you have to deal with those triggers before you get into another relationship. Otherwise, it's just going to be like the same thing over and over again. I guess a lot of women want to know from a male's perspective, why do men cheat? I think everybody has their own, I guess, reasons for cheating, but none of them are ever good enough. I've been... On both ends, I've I've cheated before and I have been cheated on before. So I kind of know from both ends how it feels. Yeah. But I feel like in the past, when I have cheated, it was more of, okay, maybe a 
I was a bit afraid to end a relationship because, you know, women get emotional. But when you cheat, usually, you know, sometimes women stay, but usually that's enough to make them go on. So sometimes when you're attached to someone, you know, it's not going well, you kind of sabotage your own relationships with that. Um, another thing might be impulse, right? Maybe, you know, you have a little bit too many friends because, you know, when you're a guy, you get a lot of female friends and, you know, every girl's your friend, but the, like, I guess the argument with Steve Harvey is can men and women be friends? And I feel like there are some women who want to be your friends or assume the friend position, but really they're just holding that spot. Or even people who are in relationships who keep you around and use you as your honorary man, right? Um, but the, I guess the, uh, the bigger question is, do you feel, based on all your experience to date, do you feel that the, the notion that all men cheat is that an accurate and fair assessment that all men cheat i don't think that all men cheat but i do think majority of men cheat i don't know why and i can speak on this from a woman's point of view too because i've been cheated on and i've cheated on um my boyfriends <laughs> and i think that the reason i cheated was because i felt neglected because i felt unloved because i felt unwanted at the time and that's not an excuse it still wasn't the right thing to do Instead of processing my emotions and being honest with my partner and saying like, hey, I feel neglected or just being like, hey, I feel neglected. Let me end this relationship. I think it's easier just to like, you know, get some sense of gratification to make you feel better instead of having these hard conversations with your partner. I don't think it's right to cheat on your partner. And I do see why a lot of people do cheat. But I think it's better to just end the relationship because it's it's like you're having your cake and eating it, too. As far as cheating goes, I believe in being honest. Like, if you do cheat, I feel like, as me, I, that's just me. I feel like you should confront it, come clean, and accept whatever consequences comes with your action. Now, some people will lie till the blue in the face. What do you think is better? Does a woman want to know or a woman doesn't want to know? I think a woman doesn't want to know, but most of the time it will come out eventually later, and then you'll feel betrayed. Um, I think the biggest thing is just don't do it don't do it yeah i think that's the best do it and i agree with that uh (laughs) not only is cheating like the nail in the coffin when it comes to relationships because there's always that doubt in your mind i think even a guy can admit if a woman cheats on you you're always gonna have that doubt in your mind oh it's it's 10 times no 100 times worse for guys if a woman cheats on them because i feel like the guy cheats on the will cheat on the perfect girl or what he assumes is a perfect girl for him he will cheat on her and and then he'll realize after like oh my gosh i messed this thing up i'm so sorry and like expect to be forgiven you know but i feel like if a woman was to do that and be honest with a guy and say like hey i cheated on you you know i was feeling neglected it's going to be a different response. It's going to be like, oh, hell no. She has to get out of here. You know, like, I can't accept that. <laughs> this is a, like a monumental betrayal. Yeah. And they can't look past that because they're just going to feel like all these unanswered questions. I think for me, the reason why I came to the conclusion for why I don't encourage cheating or even want to be that type of person. I feel like when someone cheats, it's a lack of discipline. Every woman that approaches you or wants to give you themselves 
it's not good to just take everything because chances are if they're giving it to you, they're giving it to everybody sometimes, right? I think guys have the notion that they're the only guy who talks to them or the only person that's just so good looking or so in, or so special. But reality is you're just you're just a drop in the bucket. So you got to be more selective of the people that you're with. And I feel like you have to show discipline. And discipline is, is very, very important, I think, for a man of my age. I want to make sure that I don't have uh, any character flaws that would lead me down the path where things could cost me. Especially nowadays where your actions in the past can come and bite you down the road. Yeah, I think and also it's a um, question of respect. Do you respect your partner? You know, if you do respect your partner, you would have those boundaries up and you wouldn't entertain these outlets that would lead you down that path to cheat mm -hmm. i feel like if you respected your wife or your girlfriend then you wouldn't have these temptations so close to you where it's like a matter of you know any moment something could happen i think i'm okay with guys having female friends as long as it's platonic like it has to be legit platonic it can't be no flirting it can't be um you know touchy-feely it has to just be like hey you're my friend we have fun hanging out or talking whatever but you know i'm not trying to sabotage your relationship i feel from for me personally you could be single and women would want to be your friend but as soon as you get a woman, it's like all of a sudden they're, you're just more appealing to them and women get more aggressive that they actually try to cross the friend zone. So maybe they, they were never friends before. They're just kind of like waiting in the midst and realize that, you know, they missed the opportunity. But I find that as men, when we're taken, whether you're with somebody, it, you just become more appealing. But when you're single, ain't nobody, you know. People don't really care as much for a man who's single sometimes, right? Because they always say, oh, I can't find a good man. There's plenty of, of single guys out there. But uh, it seems like the guys who always have women or are married are the ones that everybody is trying to mess with. Let's, let's talk about pregnancy. I have a daughter who's 11 years old. And I was lucky because when she was born, I got to spend a lot of time with her. But even before that, the nine months that, that we have to go through as men... Is, is nothing comparable comparable to what women go through. But, you know, as a first-time father or first-time mother, I thought maybe we should talk about how a black man would support their pregnant partner in this time. What do you think men could do during a pregnancy to be supportive? And, of course, you know, there's always that fear or that common occurrence, I should say, of miscarriages. Like, you know, and that could be also another thing that sets the mood in a different direction and can cause complications in the relationship. Um, how do men be supportive for pregnancy or how would they be supportive if that pregnancy doesn't work out and, you know, something like a miscarriage? Um, I think that men often fail to realize that pregnancy is a very serious medical event for women. I think that they don't realize the danger that we are put into, how we can lose our lives. We can have the loss of babies, you know, and I think that they're also not undergoing that physical and emotional, hormonal transformation that women are going through. So I think that just treating them like the queens that they are. I mean, if you're having a kid with someone, she should be a queen, right? So treating her like that queen and realizing that she may need extra love, she may need extra attention, she may need extra help during this time and just to be patient and be understanding and loving towards that woman because she's putting her life in danger to bring 
a gift for you, you know? Yeah. So you have to respect her and cherish her for that. Yeah, and what about in the worst case scenario where something like a miscarriage could happen? Like how would how would you say a man should approach that to be I, supportive? I think that's more tricky because both partners are going through something in that time. So I think that the man should be supportive. But I think he also needs to address his feelings surrounding the uh, miscarriage too, you know, and deal with that. Because yeah. if he's becoming depressed, let's say, or he's, you know, really distraught, he needs to deal with that before he can help his partner. But I think he needs to be su as supportive as he can in that time to his partner to just show her that he cares and he's there. But he has to also deal with his own I guess, trauma from that situation. And she has to deal with the trauma from that situation because, you know, her body's going to go through changes immediately after a miscarriage. Your body doesn't recognize that you're not pregnant anymore. Yeah. So it's it's very hard for women to just like go back to normal. Still going through it. Yeah. Physically, you're still going through yeah. the emotions. Exactly. So I think just having a supportive partner at that time, someone who feels like, you know, we're going through this together, not just leaving you alone to deal with it yourself or maybe even putting in those supports for her, going to the doctor's appointments, um, reaching out to her doctor if you feel like she's not handling it well. Yeah. You know? So from my experience, after my daughter, a few years after that, I actually was going to have a son and that unfortunately did not work out. And that had been so late in the pregnancy that we actually had to have a funeral because that, it was so far along uh, when the, the pregnancy was terminated. Now, that was very traumatic, you know, because you have to go through the emotion not only of the miscarriage and you have to give birth. And on top of that, you have to do a funeral. So it was very hard on my partner at the time. As a guy, I didn't go to like doctor's appointment. I went to the pregnancy doctor appointment, but I never thought to maybe go to counseling after that, after the miscarriage. I think for me, I, I'm more internalized and w wanted to move on. But I do realize that every time the birthday comes, every day that that day comes, they might go through stuff and remember that moment. Is it really that impactful for women that they actually remember every year? Because I feel like as a guy, I mean, for me, I can, I'm able to move on a little bit easier from that and let go. Mm -hmm. But for a woman who has miscarriages, it's something that they think about every year and they go through every year. We have to be more supportive of that specific day. Or do we or, or is it safe enough to just not talk about it? I think you have to have that conversation with your partner. Each yeah. partner is different. But I think it's something that will affect you throughout your life. But it, obviously, as time moves on, it becomes easier to handle. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that it's just going to be forgotten like a year later. Yeah. I think it's something that is very traumatic. I have gone through miscarriage myself and actually two. And the last one was very hard to deal with. Um I w became very depressed after and I think that I didn't really have that support at that time from my partner you know like he he did talk about how he was feeling but he also was only supportive to a point you know yeah. when it got really heavy he kind of didn't know how to deal with it and left me feeling just unsupported and just like neglected and like i was going through it on my own so i think it's a tricky situation each person is different nobody has acknowledged the fact that i i mean i haven't also told 
a lot of people that I did go through miscarriages, but I felt like with my partner, it was kind of like it happened. Like we forget it, you know? Yeah. But I, I am reminded of it every now and then like, Hey, I could have an eight year old, you know, yeah, I could, definitely. I could have a, I could have a five year old and that kind of, you know, it, it does hurt, you know? And yeah, it's something that will stay with you forever. Yeah. Um, you talked about going through depression and I know that when women have babies, the reality is there's also postpartum de- depression and just general depression. I feel in this area is very difficult because I don't suffer from any kind of depression. I do get depressed and I go through things, but nothing to the level where it lasts more than a couple hours or a day at max. And I've never, ever had thoughts of taking my own life right now for people or if, if your partner is suffering from depression, which I feel is very, very common. I think there's more unhappy people than happy people in the world. So when your partner is suffering from depression, like how can we be supportive? Because I personally have dropped the ball in this area and I've had many, many partners who suffer from depression. I didn't know at the time, but because they have so many burdens and so many past negative experiences, you know, a lot of them feel that they want to give up. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I think that definitely as a partner, you should be supportive of your partner who's going through depression. I think that you should play an active role, especially if you're married, should play an active role in their health, their mental health, right? Because this is the person that you love. This is the person that you're trying to spend the rest of your life with if the marriage is successful. So I think that you have to have that support there for that person and understanding as much as you can for that person and i think if they're struggling you have to be willing to speak out on their behalf at times um i've struggled with depression throughout my life this past few years has been very difficult for me because i've had many losses and i just felt like my partner wasn't very supportive and that left left me feeling very broken you know it was very crushing especially towards the end of our relationship because i felt like i had been there through the throughout their times of anguish and i felt like i just kind of like was left alone to yeah. deal with my my own emotions you know i didn't have that person having my back you know now it it does get scary when you're dealing with a depressed person who might threaten to hurt themselves at what point is it okay to tell someone or to tell their family or to you know because you can't really force an, another adult to go and get help yeah but at some point i feel like you need to kind of b- break their trust you can't keep that secret yeah. because they will tell you and expect you not to tell anyone but then if yeah. anything happens everybody's gonna look at you and say why didn't you knew this whole time why didn't you say something so as a person who goes through depression do you feel like that's an ultimate betrayal if your partner goes out there and tells your family or what what do you think is appropriate i think that they have to at some point like i think you'll know when because you're with the person when it's just um like they're struggling they're feeling down versus they're suicidal or they're spinning out of control i think when it gets to that point they have to put their pride aside and you have to put your pride aside and you have to talk to people about it you have to let people know because hiding it is not going to solve anything and i think that the only 
way things will get better is if they're honest with their situation and you're honest with their situation. And I think that that's when you have to step up and be their their support, their main support. With the fact that depression is a big deal and I feel like black people go through a lot in society, both black men and black women, and we both come with our own individual traumas. Now, the question is, like, if one person depressed, can can a depressed person be supportive for their partner? Like, if a woman's depressed as a woman, do you feel like it's even possible for you to be supportive of your male partner? Is this something that we're missing here that the men maybe want more support, but the women are, are unable to get the support because they're still dealing with so much? I think it's hard because I think that you can be supportive, but you may not be as supportive as that person needs or you know because you're going through this time of crisis that you're the normal duties that you do in the relationship right whether it's you know having sex or being like a source of you know entertainment or being able to go places with your partner I feel like those things lack when you're feeling depressed right you don't have a sex drive you feel down just getting up every day is hard so for you to be the loving wife or the loving partner to be exciting like you you once were is hard and I do think that it can break down a marriage and it's hard because it's like you're going through this and you're also worried about your relationship but sometimes it's it's hard to know which one is to deal with you know which one to tackle at that point so I just think that especially if you're going through something like miscarriage or you know death you have to talk to someone about it. When a woman, both of you. Okay. When a woman is unhappy, do you, do you feel that women feel that it's a man's job to make them happy, or vice versa? Do men put pressure on women to say, "Okay, well, I'm down. You're supposed to make me feel better." Do you feel like the nowadays people just put that on other people to make them happy instead of finding happiness for themselves? I do think that. I do think people don't want to deal with their their stuff. You know, I think that you have to be okay with being alone. You have to be okay to deal with your anger, to deal with your disappointment. You have to be able to be the one who can solve your own problems, you know, with help sometimes with another person. But I don't think you should look to that person to be your source of happiness, to be your source of excitement, to be your source of strength. I think that you have to have that for yourself. If you're looking for that in another person, they're probably going to disappoint you. They're probably going to let you down because they have their own shit. And I think that a partner should be like an addition to your life, shouldn't be the only source of happiness for you. Absolutely. Now, we did talk about pregnancies and all that. So it's only right that we touch on a very important stage, which is I like to call it the get fit stage is is a moment after a woman has finished being pregnant, her body changes and she's trying to get back her old body as a guy looks are very important. So of course, we will probably put a little bit of pressure for you to get back in shape. Some people never get back in shape. Maybe they don't have the discipline. But um, what are your opinions on that? How can we be more supportive during that stage where women are getting fit? Because we obviously put a lot of value on looks, but at the same time, be sensitive to the fact that this is difficult. Um, I think that you just have to have that understanding that her body, her 
mental state have been through a lot with the pregnancy, you know, like you have emotions, you've physically given birth to a baby and you've been the main source of life for that baby. And you go from being this single person caring about yourself and your partner to being living for this baby now. And I think that's a lot of that's overwhelming and that's a lot for women. So for men, that's probably a high priority is getting the woman back to her pre-pregnancy body or even improved. But for women, it may not be that high on their list. And I think that pressuring a woman is not it's not going to help at all. I think you should be understanding. I think you should be patient, but I think you should be encouraging and motivating and help them towards that goal by taking their hand and you guys doing it together. But then also realizing when maybe she's not ready for the at the pace that you're going to. Right. And to be understanding of that. Okay. How do you feel in general when it comes to supporting black women's goals and aspirations, their dreams? Are black men supportive of black women for their greater ambitions? I would hope so. What about your experience? Have your partners been supportive of your goals with their career or business? I think they... Okay, I was married for 12 years and I've recently exited that marriage. So I think my husband said he was supportive of my goals, but I don't think he really was supportive of my goals. And that was hard, you know? I think that my previous partners were supportive of my goals, but yeah, I think that Black men do need to support Black women, especially if they're family, if they're their wife, if they're their sister, even their mother. Like, I think that they should be supportive and try to help but not make the woman feel like she needs that man's help you know what i mean let her be just 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 add to what she's already doing not try to take over diminish or be overly critical of what she's doing but just support do you think that woman's interpretation of support is a little narrow because me personally i I see on social media a lot of people get worked up about the comments on social media Mm -hmm. but i feel like Social media is more gossipy. I know there's a lot of men who get online and gossip and, you know, give their opinions all the time. Yeah. But is what a few trolls say in the comments to women, is that a reflective of all men? You know, do do are all masculine men sitting on Twitter and Facebook or Instagram all day up in people's businesses criticizing them? Like, I as a man, I don't got time for that. When you're basing how men support you based on what you see online... In real life, I don't think that's a reflection of, of how I feel. Um, I don't think that's a reflection of how real men feel either. I think those people are unhappy and they would rather blame other people for their unhappiness than actually focus on being positive people. Why do you feel the need to degrade black women or come for black women when black women aren't coming for you? You know, like get your own shit together. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, we talked about goals once again and the greater goal. Do you think that men are not as supportive because of a fear of women making more money than them? Is that Do you, do you think mm. that the man making more money than the woman or the woman making more than the man? Do you feel like that's something that has been a conflict when it comes to relationships? Does the man's ego of having to be the man, does that cause a problem? I think it can. I think that anytime a woman is better at something than a man, a man's going to feel away because, you know, we're taught that men are stronger 
than women and men should be the providers. So when a woman can provide for herself, when a woman is just as strong as the man, it's very um, it's very hard for the man to kind of digest that. It emasculates the man, I guess, for the woman being able to do everything she needs to do on her own, you know, especially in a relationship. Like if we're in a relationship and we make the same or I make slightly less than you and then two years down the road, I end up making more than you especially if it's by a significant amount i think that it is offensive to the man i think he's gonna feel emasculated he's gonna feel like oh my gosh she doesn't need me Mm -hmm. you know she can do whatever herself and i i just think that's i get it but i think that it's wrong like i think you should be happy for the woman especially if you love the woman as long as she's not throwing it back in your face you know I think that it should be something that you should be proud of. Like, look at my look at my wife, look at my girl, you know, she's doing her thing. I think that you should be supportive. But I think that you should also not then become, you know, let her become your sugar mama and like, you know, be like, okay, well, she's making the money. I don't have to do my part. I think for me personally, I don't have a problem with a woman making more money than me. I feel in general, there's always going to be someone who makes more money than you and money comes and goes. I believe in the principle that man makes the money, the money doesn't make the man. I do believe as a man, it's important to be the producer and, you know, we should we should be leading the way. We should have more income, whether that's a reality or not. We should at least have the ambition to strive and lead, right? But I also have talked to other men who feel uncomfortable with the idea of their women making more. And some of them even are willing to even make their relationships go in turmoil because of it. They feel unhappy and it all comes down to that feeling of being needed, the feeling of being wanted, the feeling of being the head of the house. They're not willing to let that go, a lot of men. But at that point, it's like what my sister loves to say is that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. You know, like your feelings that I'm making too much or I'm at a better maybe financial state than you are. I feel like that's all your issues. What does that have to do with me? Like, I'm just trying to be great. You're trying to be great. But, you know, maybe I make more than you. I don't think that you should throw away our relationship because of that. But I understand it at the same thing. And I'd rather you end things than like resent me for these things. Absolutely. I personally feel from dating women who have made more than me that they sometimes don't treat you as good. You know, yeah. if they have another agenda, maybe they're <laughs> just trying to uh, have a baby or something of that, that, you know, they're not even concentrating on that. But in general, I feel like once woman makes more than you, yeah, the dynamics are a little bit skewed. They don't really treat you as respectful. They do uh, size you up. And in my opinion, also, I don't just value myself based on how much money I make. I value myself in other categories than just money. But money is definitely important. Now, I guess the next question I want to ask, which is fitting, do independent women want a man's help or support? I think everybody needs support. Yes. Yeah, I don't think any successful person who's gotten to where they are, you know, the best of in their field or whatever has done it alone so we do need help so the idea of not needing a man is that i don't think overblown or yeah i think we do need men but i don't think that it's like we can't accomplish anything without a man i think we can i think also it makes economic sense to 
in this day and age because you your your incomes come together like your your goal that you're able to achieve is going to come much quicker if there's someone else in the mix that's working towards that same goal yeah do you think that women are even asking for help and support before they make a claim that they don't have it because sometimes i wonder like did you ask for help did you even approach a man about this before you said or did you just assume or expect them to know that you need this help before you assume no one's supporting you i think it's hard for people to ask for help especially women i think that um and men it's hard for men to ask for help too but i think that yes we do have to ask for help before we say that this person wasn't helpful i think at times it's like we expect it to be offered but i think you need to like sit down and have a conversation and be like i need i need some help i need some support and be honest don't take it as like like a character flaw i think that you need to be honest about it in my mind the way it's painted the narrative as a man how i feel as a man is that the idea is that independent women don't ask men for help that's what it's kind of painted like you know you don't need the man's help you can do all by yourself and you don't even ask for man's help so in my mind, yeah. once you say independent woman, I'm not going to ask help you with anything unless you tell me you need help because then comes the that whole thing where, you know, you're kind of like stepping over to help someone who doesn't even want your help. Yeah, I think I, I get what you're saying. I think that also we don't want our accomplishments to be devalued if we do ask for help. I think that a lot of men are very... Um, I agree with you, but I think a lot of men are very scared by a ambitious, you know, go-getter type of woman. I think... What do you think scares them? Like Just the fact that they may not need them, that they can do it on their own. And asking for help, I don't think it means that you can't do it on your own, you know? I think it means that I could maybe make things easier on myself or I could benefit from this other point of view. I personally like a smart and ambitious woman. I think as a man where the conflict comes in is when it comes to goals, right? Because if you have two headstrong people, if your goals don't align, then there's a problem. And sometimes when it comes to career women, they don't, they're not willing to really compromise, right? They're just as strong headed as the men when it comes to it. In fact, many times they think their idea is much better than yours, right? So I think maybe a lot of men are intimidated by being with strong black women because yes. they feel like it's okay when it comes time to move you're not going to move with me you're going to have all these other ideas and you're going to want to do your stuff and we're just going to be button heads maybe more men are comfortable with having the leadership role and having a woman who's actually willing to follow the direction he's going yeah i do think they're intimidated i think it does scare them they don't know what their role is i guess because their role as the provider, their role as the head of the household is challenged. So I don't feel like maybe they know where they fit in with that woman. Do you feel like black women's demands from black men are realistic? I think so. I think that we tend to be very independent. We tend to have to care for our families, you know? We have to care for are black men too so i think that our demands from every person that i've talked to i don't think their demands are too much i think that they don't ask for a lot at times do you believe in checklists because i know women who have checklists and they basically have the criteria and they say okay these are the ones i want and a lot of them want to not compromise on that list or idea of what they're looking for in a partner is, is a checklist something you've used before do you believe in them 
Um, I mean, I guess everybody has a checklist, whether it's a mental checklist or an actual physical checklist. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with having a checklist. Like, you know, some people think that your standards can be too high. Maybe you're eliminating too many people outside of your thing. But I mean, if that's what you want, then stay true to yourself. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with having standards. I don't think there's anything wrong with having not accepting disrespect or um you know bullshit <laughs> i think that knowing what you want is very good knowing what you want is great because it eliminates a lot of the the stuff that you don't want so definitely i i don't see there anything wrong with having a checklist you know yeah, yeah i definitely believe in in knowing what you want i think most of the confusion happens and i don't know why a lot of women do this. A lot of women will date down and then complain about the guy or hope that he'll be better than what he really is and put so much pressure on the guy when he's basically what you got is what you got. It's, I think yeah. it makes more sense to focus on dating men at your level and doing whatever it takes to date that type of man than to date down and be unhappy about it. And also, same thing with men. Like You could see a woman and you could date her for one aspect. Maybe she's good looking, but she doesn't have a good personality. So then you'll end up with two, three different girls with one trait of each thing you're looking for. We should be a little bit more patient to find a woman who has all the traits we're looking for so we don't have to be running around trying to get a little bit of something from this woman a little bit of something from that woman it, it's not it's not a good strategy because the risks are too much in, in this day and age you can end up in all types of problems um, physically and financially yeah i agree right so now i just want to address one thing that's also trending this idea of a high value man right and this is something with the conversation with people like kevin samuels who's gone viral online how do you feel have you heard of kevin samuels before i've heard of him he's, <laughs> okay. he's infamous you know there's a few of these relationship or um you know Similar black, to him. Yeah, so black we empowerment we won't people. Put it, we won't put it all on him because no. obviously he's not the only one. But no. right now, I would say that he is trending. And my question is, like, why, firstly, why do women, why do you think women even go on the show? Because no one forces them to go and speak to Kevin Samuels or, or guys like that. Why are women so intrigued with getting an opinion from a complete stranger about stuff like dating and relationships? I don't know. I guess we just want the secret. We want to know what goes on in men's heads. I guess the truth is the reason why women are going to complete strangers to find out what men want is because of a breakdown in communication between the men in their lives, right? Or there have been the relationships they've had or either that or they're just not listening at all and they would rather hear it from a stranger. What about his approach? Do you think his approach is harsh or you think it, you know, it's a keep it real approach? We need We need more of that. Do you feel like it's overblown or... Like, how do you feel about his approach, the way he treats the black women when he speaks to them? I don't agree with his approach. He's entitled to his opinion. But I think that these kind of people, <sighs> these relationship gurus or whatever they are, I feel like they don't really respect black women. Okay. I think that they're just speaking from their point of view and they feel like they have all, all the answers based on their interactions with women. But I don't think that they're trying to see things from the woman's side. I don't think that they're trying to respect black women. I think they're trying to uphold that toxic masculinity. I think that's what they're trying to uphold. 
Well, when I see this, so Kevin Samuels, I one thing that comes to mind is, is Jerry Springer. When I think of those shows where <laughs> it's like, why did black people go on this Jerry Springer <laughs> show just to embarrass themselves? Or there's a lot of talk shows. It seems like yeah. almost every talk show black people are trying to get on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying only black people did it, but there was a time where it felt like they just were focusing on black people because the audience, uh, a lot of black people watch these shows. Yeah. And I always wonder, why would you go on there? And I feel like, you know what? Is it for the clicks? Is it for the views? Is it for the hypes? Because he admitted, Kevin Samuels admitted he was a marketing and sales guy. And there's nothing more marketable and more selling than this type of controversy. We know that this is the type of thing that gets people's attention. Is this really him or is this his attempt to create controversy? Because he doesn't seem like a very exciting guy, to be honest. So is this his way of creating an edge similar to when Charlemagne... He creates edge by, you know, he used to say a lot of rude stuff or controversial stuff to women. He's toned down now because of his situation that came up to light with his uh, with his past uh, situation with that. We won't get into that, but we know Charlamagne's uh, reputation is a little bit tarnished. But in general, do you feel that it helps? Is this supportive? Is what he's doing supportive? Is it helping the black family or is it something that we need to just get rid of? I think it's something we need to get rid of. I don't think it's helping the black family because I don't think that these men are trying to see things, like I said, from the woman's point of view. I think they're trying to put down the black woman to exalt the black man. And I don't think that's what needs to happen. Why do we have to get the short end of the stick just to praise black men, to uplift black men? Why do we have to be degraded? Why do we have to be treated like we're we're not as important as the black men? Well, part of it I see here is that the argument is, okay, you're you're coming to Kevin Samuels, you're coming to these relationship gurus because you want to get a high-value man. Now, a lot of men who, who support him would not be fitting in that category of a high-value man, but they're avid supporters. They want to defend his what he's saying. Now, had those women called in to speak to a regular guy, then they wouldn't get all that critique. So... Th- I think what he's trying to say, a lot of people are trying to say, well, if you are going to be with a high value man, you better have this. You better have good looks. You better be in shape. Yeah. You better have the brains. And you better be willing to behave a certain type of way because a high value man doesn't need to put up with that. So do you believe that's true? Are we taking things out of context? Are we missing the whole point of high value men being like a small percentage? Or do we just need to talk more about what regular men can do to ha- to find a good woman? Maybe that's the problem. The focus is always on the high value men. You yeah. Know, are are high value men the only men worth um going after? The only men worth compromising for? But what I don't understand is it why is it why do the black women have to fix themselves? Are these black men not expecting growth for themselves, or are they just putting it out there? I'm an hi- I'm a high value man, and this is what you need to do to get me. Like I feel like it has to be they have to be respectable partners themselves and just labeling yourself high value because of your job because of your income because of your you know what i mean what you say you are are you really high value because a lot of these relationship gurus aren't high value men themselves as proved by um derek jackson i guess telling women what they should be doing when you're not even doing it yourself yeah, it seems like a so, lot of the yeah. high value that a lot of the value's been put on money, money making. Yeah. First, you have to be a producer. First, you have to make lots of money, and then because you make that money, then you're considered a high value man. But as far as character, which I I'm a strong believer in character because I feel like money comes and goes, but your character is it defines you. 
you are the person who makes the money. You know, there's a lot of rich people who are out there and we've seen on the news, they lose tons of money. They get boycotted. They go through messes. They get sued. And all these things happen because of the way they behave, which is a character flaw. I guess the question I have for you is like, what do you think is a high value man? Like, what's your definition? The men talk about high value men, but what do women think a high value man is? Can you speak on that? Or? I, I can't speak for all women, but I think, yes, you want a guy that can provide for you you know, will have enough where you feel comfortable. Yes, that is something that I think women do want. I think a guy with good morals, I think a guy that's willing to be respectful of his woman and the women around him. I think a guy that is open to communicating with the woman, his feelings, his goals, his beliefs, and willing to work together as a team towards his own goals, as well as his family's goals his wife, his kids. I think that that is important to me. Like, I think that you can be rich and you can also be trash, (laughs) you know? Agreed. So I think you need to work on not being trash as much as you're working on being rich. So absolutely. Absolutely. What about the men who are doing it right? Like the men are, they got the support factor down, but their partner or whoever they're committed to, they don't want to listen. They don't want to take the good advice. I'm not talking about the bad advice or the flimsy advice. Maybe it's actually actually legit good advice, but they don't want to take it. Should men keep trying to be supportive in that case? Or is that at that point, it's a valid point to stop being supportive of those type of women? I think you need to express this with the women that you're trying to support. I think you need to have these conversations. If it's a friend and you're giving advice and they're not taking your advice, but they're still expecting you to be supportive. I think that's hard. And I think that, you know, your level of support can change. Like you put up the boundaries to say like, okay, I'm only going to do this much for that person because they're not respecting the fact that I am invested in your life. I'm invested in your struggles and I want to help you. And but you're not wanting to help yourself. So I think you have to put up those boundaries if you want better for the person than they want for themselves. You want more growth for the person than they want for themselves. So I think that there is a limit to support, you know, with everything. I think that the more willing the person is to communicate, work with the other person, women working with men or men working with women, I think that's when it can be great as if they're not communicating, if they're not open to the support, if they're not, I think you're, you can walk away at any moment, whether it's you're walking away from a friendship, whether you're putting up those boundaries or you're walking away from the relationship because you have to be honest with yourself and to that person. If you cannot handle it, then it's it's better for both of you if you walk away than you just hold on to something. Yeah, you know? so it's definitely very easy to to walk away from situations. I think more people are willing to quit on the relationship and walk away, not bother with it, yeah. than actually tough it out. I think if you're in a marriage, you probably would be more likely to tough it out because you're in it. Or even if you have children together, you'd be more committed. What should men do in the case where there's a breakdown in communication? I feel like walking away is the easiest avenue, but walking away doesn't solve anything. We just kind of walk away and bring it to another relationship and we continue the cycle. So when there's a breakdown in communication, what should we do to connect those communication lines again between the black man and the black woman? You have to own your lack and your poor communication habits. You have to work on that for yourself because if you're not willing to change how you communicate with other people, expressing yourself or expressing yourself 
negatively, like holding things in, bottling things in, stewing, becoming resentful or not being open to what the other person's hearing. Obviously, you're going to have those things follow you throughout relationships, different kind of relationships. It's not going to work. I think that communication is very important in a relationship. Like if you're not communicating well, it's always going to be a source of conflict for you and your partner. Agreed. Yeah. I think we want everybody to be a great communicator, but in reality, not everybody's a great communicator. Maybe there should be another person, a professional that comes in and communicates or or delegates when there is a communication breakdown and the person just doesn't have the skills. Do you think that more black couples should seek therapy? What do you think about that? I think it it, it can be good, but I think you have to go into therapy willing to be open and honest. But I think that there is a benefit to having a third party, especially somebody that is not tied to either one of you to objectively look at the situation and tell you like, okay, I can see why she's taking this that way. You're, you know, your tone or you come across aggressive or actually, are you listening to what she's saying? Are you listening to what he's saying? Or are you just getting defensive and just shutting down? I think hearing that from a third party is easier than hearing it from your partner at times because with your partner you feel all the relationship issues are behind what your partner is saying so it's harder for you to accept that criticism or that you know advice from your partner sometimes i think than a third person i think the third person also helps to identify who's right and who's wrong sometimes we can be very stubborn everybody thinks they're right and if two Mm -hmm. people think they're right then how is there ever going to be a middle ground? So I'm just going to leave it at that. And I just wanted to ask you, Maya, one more time before we go, um, representing once again the mid-30s in Toronto. We'll go say the Toronto region because, of course, men are different around the world. But we're talking about our Toronto experience. Uh, what advice do you have, just general advice do you have before we go when it comes to being sensitive towards women and more supportive? I think that you just have to try to be understanding you know you just try to have to be um compassionate and yeah just talk to each other communication is the key i think that communication is the key you heard it here communication is the key all right thank you all for tuning in for today and look forward to more episodes and follow us on social media at mr nathan powell